we are keeping this uh, train moving. Um, and uh, right now we are looking at what to watch. So maybe after you are done listening to us and you decide that you, you want to flip on the TV, uh, we can uh, hopefully inspire you to watch something a little new um, and a little different from your regular television viewing. And we've got Tanashi Venga joining me now, who's an entertainment journalist. Uh, to give us just a brief overview of some of the things that we can get excited for come 2023, what's hitting our screens, both small and big, um, or what's making waves internationally that we should wait in anticipation to hit our shores. Good morning to you, Tanashi. How are you doing? Good morning, Bridget. I'm doing really well, thanks. First Saturday of the year and enjoying it so far. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Um, I mean, I must admit that... Uh, my mind wasn't quite yet on a to-watch list. But now that we are here, <laughs> I think like most people, I'm still scrambling to finish the last book on my summer to-read list. But now that we are on the to-watch list, I, I, I mean, we are infinitely spoiled for choice, you know, um, between the various national broadcasters and, of course, the streaming services that every single month it seems like there's a new streaming service launching in the country. Um, and, and not to mention, obviously, uh, you know, the satellite digital platform as well, DSTV, also having a lot of programming coming up right now for the new year. So where do we even begin? Um, maybe maybe let's begin with, with what to look forward to on our television sets. Uh, what's returning in terms of some old favorites and maybe some new things that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, for sure. I think you've hit the nail on the head. There is so much to watch. So diff- I think the toughest thing is actually choosing exactly what to watch because there are so many options left, right, and center. You mentioned the streaming services. You mentioned the satellite subscriptions, the broadcasters, the cinema. There's, there's a lot of choice to get into. But on the television screens, I think there's a couple of things that have caught my eye that I'm really looking forward to. The first one being Big Brother Titans, right? Mm. So I'm a big fan of the Big Brother franchise. In fact, I remember the very first season, I'm revealing my age here, but the very first season of Big Brother South Africa back in the early 2000s. And Mm. I've watched a little bit of each season since. But Big Brother Titans promises to be really different. It's head-to-head this time. It's South Africa versus Nigeria. So half of the housemates are from South Africa, half of the housemates are from Nigeria, set and shot in South Africa and it's going to be launching on the 15th of January which is next week Sunday and it looks to be an intense competition lots of fun lots of rivalry at the same time and I think after the success of last year's Big Brother Mzanzi a lot of people are going to be really looking forward to seeing the cross-cultural clashes in Big Brother Titans for sure. Mm-mm. I must admit, I've never watched. I mean, I, when you said the first Big Brother, we were probably orbiting around about the same age range. Um, <laughs> and the only memory recall I have of Big Brother, I've never watched a single episode. I don't understand the appeal um, of it all. But with that said, with that said, you know, it definitely has its people. And clearly, you are one of its For people. Sure. <laughs> um, and the only sort of relation i have with them is 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 watching that big 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 studio being built in randburg uh you know where all the housemates are actually housed but i've i've never i've never watched what is it about that show that appeals to you guys you know what i think 
Um, for people, it's just watching the, 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 the tension and the animosity and the rivalry build up over the course of, what is it, six weeks in that house as uh, multiple people are eliminated every single week. Seeing people compete for some of the craziest challenges in order to win the big prize as well. It's really interesting to see, you know, just how far the human character can go. It's almost similar, not the same, but a little bit similar to the appeal that I think a lot of people have with Survivor as well. Mm. Just seeing how far can someone go in a particular challenge to be able to go all the way. And then you see alliances being built, you see rivalries forming, you see tension building, you see some steamy scenes here and there as well. So I think depending on what kind of Big Brother viewer you are, there's always a little bit of something for everybody. I got you. Okay, okay, I got you. Um, What else is coming up? I, I know a lot of people are really big into the Housewife franchises. I do go down that, that little gutter hole. I do go down. Uh, <laughs> I thoroughly do enjoy it. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. I think it's going to be another big year for the Housewives franchise. And it's really taken off across Africa in the last couple of years. You know, we've seen Real Housewives of Durban do successfully um, for two seasons in a row. Last year, we were introduced to Real Housewives of Cape Town and Real Housewives of Pretoria as well, as well as Real Housewives of Lagos. But this year, it's all about the return of the Real Housewives of Johannesburg. It was Uh the first ever African franchise. Mm. Um, It launched in 2018. It was wildly successful, but due to a number of delays and Mm. production um, production changes and rumors about, you know, um, cost returning and cost not coming back, Mm. it's been held off for quite a while and now in 2023, we're finally going to get to see another season of Real Real Housewives of Johannesburg. It's going to kick off what I hope to be, what I hope will be a number of Real Housewives seasons this year, both Mm. existing in the franchise as well as new cities that we're hoping to see introduced and I absolutely cannot wait. Is it still produced by executive produced by Sonia Mbele? So that's what I'm waiting to find out. We've just gotten confirmation that um, Show will be bringing it back, but I haven't seen any of the production credits just yet. So I really hope she's still involved because I think she brought a lot of um, flavor to the series for sure. No, absolutely. And I mean, considering the, the labor of love for her to, uh, in part, part of the reasons that we now have so many of these uh, housewife franchises, and I know a lot of them, well, in South Africa specifically, and I know a lot of them are produced by various uh, um, production houses, but in for a large degree, she's to credit for that franchise coming to South Africa because she proactively pursued, um, you know, the international network for many yeah. years trying to bring the franchise to get ownership, uh, a licensing for the franchise so that she could produce um, a real affiliated real housewives um, in South Africa. So it, it would be great to see her return. I know there was some friction and some drama that transpired during COVID, but... Uh, and it will be lovely to see her come back as the uh, executive producer of that. All right. And then in the cinema, I see J-Lo is back and reprising her her um, sort of um, role in rom-coms, the leading starist in rom-coms. She hasn't done a rom-com in a while. And there was a time when she'd do rom-coms at least every summer. There was a J-Lo yes. rom-com. <laughs> I know we were talking about early 2000s with Big Brother, but like early 2000s J-Lo rom-coms 
were, you know, that they defined my childhood. I loved yeah. watching her alongside the likes of Ben Affleck, for example, in a lot of really exciting films. And she's back exactly as you said, Bridget, with her first rom-com in a long time. It's called Shotgun Wedding. Came out at the very end of 2022 um, mm. abroad, and then it's launched in 2023, January. You can actually watch it in cinemas now oh. here in South Africa. So it's, it's, it's available for watching in cinemas. Stars J-Lo along um, Josh DeHarmel, Jennifer Coolidge, who I absolutely love. And then there's also a really interesting cameo from Lenny Kravitz as well, who plays a, a very eclectic character in that rom-com. The reviews have not been amazing, but I mean, we don't watch rom-coms for, you know, the intellectual dialogue. No. We're not watching rom-coms to... It's escapism. The plot. Exactly. It's escapism. It's fun. It's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. And that's exactly why I'm going to be heading to the cinema for this one. Shotgun Wedding, starring J-Lo. The trailer is just hilarious. You won't regret watching it for sure. But also, listen, as you say, the reviews are not quite quite uh, positive and encouraging. I also just feel like it's that thing if you watch the J-Lo Half Down documentary on Netflix, which some of us have watched 50 million times now, you also actually kind of realize that a lot of the mainstream entertainment media has really had it out for J-Lo. And no matter how hard she works, no matter Mm -hmm. how good she is at anything, she's probably never going to get a good review or a gold star or, you know, a tap on the back for a job well done. Um, so you just go because she has actually, I mean, are you, I don't know, how do you feel? I feel like nine times out of 10, her movies have actually been good, have actually been better than good. If you think about how many times you, you rewatch J-Lo movies when they come on the TV. No, for sure. I mean, I've watched, uh, what is it, Marry Me. I've watched An Unfinished Life, The Boy Next Door. Enough. (laughs) Enough. Oh, my gosh. No, we could go on. There's a lot of really iconic J-Lo films. I think, you know what, sometimes you need to let the critics be the critics. Let them give their five-star, three-star reviews. Um, But you know what you're going to enjoy when you go to a film like Shotgun Wedding. You know you're going for a J-Lo rom-com. You know, um, you know, people like us, we grew up watching them. We know the kind of mood that we're going to the cinema for. So Mm. I would definitely say sometimes you can ignore the critics. Don't let them get in your head. Watch it for yourself. Enjoy it for yourself. And if you think it's a great film that you'd like to repeat, that's great for you. That's that's what the cinema experience, that's what the movie experience is all about, right? Mm, Absolutely. Uh, Now, whilst we're still on cinemas, Tanashi, uh, do we really need another John Wick (laughs) 4? Look, I'm not going to offend anybody here. I'm not the biggest John Wick fan. I've watched the first and the third film. I see the action. I see the excitement. It's it's not really my lane, but take nothing away from the franchise and from the fan base because it's one of the biggest and most popular um, franchises across the globe. I think um, I was reading somewhere, right, that mm-hmm. 2022 was a great year for franchises, especially with Top Gun Maverick coming back mm-hmm. um, and Evil Dead Rises as well. So in 2023, we're going to see a lot of franchises coming back, everything from John Wick to Magic Mike to another Transformers film mm-hmm. as well. So I I think, you know, I, I can see the appeal to have a, a fourth installment of this because they're seeing, um, you know, the success of previous franchises in the, in the last cinema circuit year. Having said that, I don't know if we need a fourth chapter in this because, I mean, his dog has been dead since the very <laughs> first one. I don't, know, I don't know how much revenge he can exact on the world. But again, I don't, wanna, I don't want people blowing up my Twitter. I don't want to offend the John Wick fans. If you're a John Wick fan, you like Keanu Reeves. It's coming out 2023. Let me see if I can just find the date. Uh, 
No, no, sorry, I'm wrong. I can't find the date to say, uh-huh. but definitely 2023 is scheduled for release. I mean, you know, I feel like we just hold on to the nostalgia of Keanu in speed, really. Um, there, there really is no need for, for John Wick the fourth. <laughs> As you said, the dog has been dead. Like, let it go already. Just let it go. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but as you mentioned, all these franchises, I don't know, like, oh, and I mean, I get it. It's film is very much capital, well, capitalism driven. And for as long as there's profits, anything really, whether film, television, there's plenty of franchises uh, produced locally as well that I feel that should have been over 10 seasons ago. Um, you yeah. know, plenty of reality shows that I feel we don't need is season 18 of yet another singing competition. But because it's driven by, you know, good viewership numbers, good revenues, it just keeps coming back and keep coming back because every franchise you mentioned, I was rolling my eyes so far back. I was like, no, <laughs> we, oh roll, my gosh. we don't need Bridget, another you're gonna, Transformer. <laughs> you're going to roll your eyes when you hear we're getting a 10th Fast and the Furious. It's called Fast 10. No, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they should have stopped at five or six around there. I have no clue what's going on with that one. But... Again, like you're saying, the franchises have the numbers. They have their fan base in the communities as well. So I think I can understand how they keep coming back with more and more and more because I guess the fans are still not having, uh, they, they're not quite getting enough of the franchise. They want more and more and more themselves. So the demand is definitely there. But two sequels that I think will be quite interesting to see in 2023, yeah. Magic Mike really? and uh, Legally Blonde. Yes, so Magic Why? Mike, eight <laughs> years after the last Magic Mike is coming out and then Legally Blonde. I don't know how long. I think it's been over 20 years since Legally Blonde 2 released uh, back in the early 2000s. Now, uh, Reese Witherspoon returns for Legally, Bro- uh, Legally Blonde 3, sorry, which was late last year, but it's coming out in 2023 as well. Oh, guys, I, I, you know, I know a lot of our listeners who are within my age range are really having the same kind of torn emotions going, but why? <laughs> <laughs> But why? Um, and and I don't know. And I may, perhaps I'm being very harsh because it, it is just a matter of preference, and it is about you know entertaining. And sometimes you just want a moment to just go out and be nostalgic, um, you know, and watch something that you're familiar with and something that you, you know that brings back a sense of warmth and a sense of those nice cozy feelings. But I didn't watch Magic Mike the first time. Did you watch Magic Mike the first time around? Uh, I watched it belatedly. So after it came out, maybe a few years after it came out, I was a university student, you know, when we used to huddle around a laptop and watch movies together. So that was my first memory of Magic Mike. And yeah, I I can see the appeal. I can see the hype. I wasn't expecting another to come out this year. Apparently it's the final one. The Magic the, the producers, they said, we're not going to do a Fast and Furious. This is the last one. We're never going to again. So at least there's a there's some sort of a happy conclusion to that series. Okay. Okay, cool. As, as, at least we know that. And as we wrap things up with you this morning, Tanashi, uh, I guess uh, we, we can't cover um, every category of uh, visual arts without actually covering the streaming platforms, which sure. are so big in the country right now. I mean, there's so many. I can't even keep up anymore. Um, but what are are we looking forward to yo uh, you're right there's so many i think i have about four active subscriptions right now i you. need to cut down <laughs> 
2023. But having said that, there's plenty to look forward to. I mean, um, on Disney Plus, for example, if you haven't had the chance to watch um, Avatar and Black Panther in cinemas, Black mm. Panther Wakanda Forever, those will be coming out on Disney Plus in the early months of 2023. So that's great. Mm. On Showmax, I'm looking forward to now this one, guys. We talked about guilty pleasures. Mm. Uh, guilty pleasures. This is my guilty pleasure. Tali's Joburg Diary, right? I okay. don't know if you've watched Tali. No. Uh, starring Julia. Anasta Supulus, who is also known as, um, oh my gosh, I've forgotten her moniker now. It's DI, uh, she's the DIY lady on YouTube, basically. Okay. Very funny, very hilarious. She first started in Tali's Wedding Diary, and then the second season was known was named uh, Tali's Baby Diary. And now Tali, who is based in Cape Town, is moving to Joburg, and she's determined to really make her mark on the big city in what they're calling Tali's Joburg Diary. Mm-hmm. Hilarious South African comedy, um, entirely entirely produced locally entirely local cost as well produced usually in Cape Town but now going to be produced in Joburg mm. and coming straight to Showmax is going to be absolutely hilarious both seasons have gotten a high rating so I'm looking forward to seeing what the Joburg season looks like okay okay cool um, and then I know that of course Kings of Joburg season 2 is coming back and uh, it's coming back on the back of obviously uh, you know, uh, Sonia, um, Shona Ferguson's, my apologies, yes. so, uh, Shona Ferguson's passing, who was a, mm. a big part of, of the story. Um, but when we wrapped the story, if I recall correctly, in season one, his story was wrapped already then, right? Or there was an illusion of it being wrapped that's right. Yeah, his character was basically ended. Uh, for those who haven't seen season one, I won't spoil it for you. But mm. basically, his character story did come to an end at the end of um, that first season. Kings of Joburg is an action-packed local production. This one is on Netflix. Um, and the first season was, I remember, it was just an absolute blockbuster. Kept me on the edge of my seat. I normally don't binge watch, but I mm. think I did the first six episodes in one go. Uh, and then the last two episodes the very next day. Um, and season two is finally coming out. Season one came out in 2021 season two comes out at the very beginning of january in 2023 in a couple of weeks and um like you're saying shauna ferguson's loss has been felt all across the industry and this is going to be the first time that we see one of his productions returning without him particularly at the helm having said that um connie ferguson his 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 mm. uh, his wife and widow of course is still an executive producer for ferguson films and she's done a lot of work to make sure that the quality control that the standard of uh storytelling that the standard of writing stays the same for season two and from what i've seen in the trailer it looks like it's going to be just as pulsating as the very first season awesome stuff tanashi venga thank you so much for taking the time uh you've got our attention sparked indeed with our two watch list for 2023 uh, that was tanashi who's an entertainment journalist hopefully we've put some things on your calendar that you can look forward to or uh, as you wind down your last weekend before you get back to work you can binge watch on some things i heard tanashi saying that he's not like prone to binge watching what kind of a human being are you um <laughs> it's just gone half past nine right here on jet set breakfast on safm